Hello everyone, welcome to the Nymphing for Jesus podcast. I am Pastor Mike Matthews. On today's episode, we are going to be looking at why having healing is good, but having Jesus is better. I have said this term many times in my ministry when I originally started preaching in my 20s and becoming the guest speaker at churches, I often focus on this topic that um, in certain circles of Christianity, like Word of Faith movement or Prosperity movement, people focus on getting a miracle, getting a healing, and that if you don't get one, then that means something is wrong with your faith. That is not the gospel. That is not biblical. You cannot twist God's arm to heal you if it is not his will for you to be healed. God's God's great divine plan includes both healing and suffering. And the, the truth is, in this life, People will die of something. They will go to the grave. And that does not mean that because you don't get healed in this life, that there is something wrong with your faith. That means that God has a purpose when he tells us no to um, a healing. Now... The the healings in the New Testament, the the miracles of Jesus, all had a purpose. Those healings were proving that Jesus was the promised Messiah. Now that we have the canon of Scripture, now that we have the whole canon of Scripture, we have, as Christians, we have this collection of books called the Bible that is written down for us to to prove to us that Jesus is the Christ. I'm not denying that miracles um do not happen today. They do happen. But they're not normative. That's why they are called miracles. If they happen every day, if they happen every minute, then that would be a normal part of life and it's not. It's not the norm. People who say that they have miracles every day, you'll hear faith healers do this. Why are they not down at children's hospitals or hospitals where children have cancer? The reason is, friends, is because they're frauds. They're fake. If they had the ability to heal and they choose not to, then they are wicked. The thing is, they're con artists. They may not realize they're con artists, I believe many do, but they are self-deceived because if they could heal and they choose not to, then then they're cruel. But that's that's a that's a topic for another day. Today we are going to look at um Luke chapter uh 17 verses 11 through 18, and we are going to look at um, 
when Jesus heals the ten men of leprosy. So I'm going to read this and then we'll dig in deeper. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a village. He was met by ten leopards who stood at a distance and lifted up their voice saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were were not ten cleans? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now, I don't want to get camped out on verse 19 because uh, verse 19 is is a verse that Many in the prosperity gospel twist and, and mangle, you know, they, they take, they read this passage and they get fixated on verse 19 and think, oh, if you just have enough faith, um, you'll, you'll get well, you know, but they never tell you how much faith that is because it's all, it's all a scam. You cannot trust God by your prayers when when, Je- when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, he says, don't be like the Gentiles. Don't, don't leap up many words and, and put a show on, on it. Because here's why. There, there, people think that you can, um, you re- reach this level of faith, that you reach this ability to twist God's arm. And now, if you could do that, like the prosperity gospel folks say, then who's really God in that situation? You are. If you could make God do what you want to based on the level of your faith, then that makes you God and not Him. But here's the thing. We are not God. God is sovereign. And and we need to learn how to look at our circumstances we need to learn how to look at our circumstances and say, not why me, God, but what is God doing in this? In this passage in Luke, he heals 10 people, but only one comes back to worship the Lord and give God thanks. Here's the thing. Many people... Many people see Jesus as a means to what they really want, and when they don't get it, their faith is shipwrecked. Why is that? The reason is because they've been taught that Jesus is that just exists. To give you everything you want, and when you don't get, um, when you don't get it, it's your fault. I have heard this with my own ears. I have been in a sanctuary where a guest preacher said, 
I can heal anyone in this room, and if I don't, it's not my fault, it's yours. Because you're not, you're not believing that God can heal you. See, it's a great cop-out. The, the prosperity gospel is the greatest con it, that comes from the American church. The, these people can have crazy theology and and they get away with it because they're telling people what they want to hear. Yeah, do people yes, I understand people want healing. People want miracles. Life is hard. They want that job. They want health. They want wealth. I get that. But that is not guaranteed in this life. And if you're following Christ, life is going to be hard. The Bible says that the world will hate you for following Jesus. Following Jesus is worth it because of Christ. So when you hear me say, having healing is good, but having Jesus is better. In, in Luke chapter 17, 10 people are healed. But nine of them go about their life. None of them don't care. So if you get healing, but you don't come to Christ, or you don't grow in your discipleship following Jesus, what's the point? I Here's what I take from having cerebral palsy. When I became a Christian at 19, I didn't get healed. I continue to not have healing. Because I understand that Christ is the Messiah. That he is calling me as a man with cerebral palsy to bring him glory and to trust him in my trials. If God would heal me of my cerebral palsy and that would cause me to turn my back on him or make me live sinful or just a flat out rebellious life, I will say, let me keep my cerebral palsy that I might grow closer to Christ. Do you understand? I want you to understand this. People who need to trust in Christ, and and if they say they need pleasant circumstances, or healing, or miracle, or money, or whatever, their faith is in the gift and not the giver. That is just the truth. They do not want... They do not want... They do not want Jesus. They want what he can do for them. But they they misunderstand who Jesus is. He does not just exist to be our our genie in the sky to to give you everything that you want. He is God. He is God. And he demands and he is worthy of our worship. I want to go to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to go down to uh, going to start with 32 because I want the Bible gives us a great example of the faithful in Hebrews chapter 11 you have um, the, it's called the Hall of Faith. It talks about Moses and Abraham, 
David and all the heroes in the Old Testament about how they did what they did, that God used them, and how it was by faith that that they that these acts were accomplished by putting their faith in the God of the Bible. Now, I want to start with verse 32 in Hebrews chapter 11, because I want to show you what a life of faith looks like. If you're going to be following God, there's going to be seasons of of uh, mountaintop seasons, I call them, and there's going to be times of seasons in the valley, which is harder, but both type of people are being used by God for his glory. So, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 32, we are going to start to read how God seen these people who served him, and he commended their faith, but these people had different outcomes of that faith. So, Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time will would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so they might rise again to a better life. And listen to verse 36 here. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. In verse 39, this is a key verse. This kicks the prosperity gospel right in the face. In all the in all of these, the committed through their faith did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So on this side of heaven, on this side of the faith journey, there are some people who were persecuted, some people that were mistreated, some people that were afflicted, and God committed them by their faith. He said, they have faith. They are following me. So, friends, your circumstances cannot be an indicator of your faith. Your circumstances does not mean if they're good, if you have good or bad circumstances, does, that does not point to that you are faithful or not. You could be faithful and broke. You can be faithful and homeless. You can be faithful and be sick. You can be faithful and die of cancer. You can be faithful and die of disease. 
You can be faithful in God of old age. You can be faithful and serve Jesus and have cerebral palsy and never get healed. You can be faithful rowing in a wheelchair. You can be faithful in being benign. You can be faithful in being deaf. You can be faithful and yet your circumstances in this life will always be hard. And the the word of encouragement here is follow Jesus anyway. Follow him. He's worthy. And that's why I always say to people, if I have to limp in this life with cerebral palsy, I'm going to limp for Jesus. The the people who teach that that God promises if you're a Christian, you're going to get miracle after miracle, blessing after blessing, you're going to get wealth and health. It's just not in the Bible. It's not there. God provides, yes. But that doesn't mean that he's going to provide you a Tesla, Tesla or a BMW. It, it doesn't work that way. God has showed up many times in, in my life. He has made me a father. He has made me a husband. He has made me a pastor. He has done all of this so I can make much of him. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to reach a level of faith where my cerebral palsy will be instantaneously healed. I might have to go to the grave at 80 or 90 or 100, however long I live, and I will have cerebral palsy. But that is not my hope. My hope is not in healing. My hope is in Jesus. And this is why churches are are missing the mark, even conservative churches, even churches with sound theology, you need to evangelize people with disabilities. Look around in your sanctuary. Are there people in your congregation that that have disabilities? Visible or hidden? What messages are you giving them? Are you giving them biblical truth that no matter if you get a healing or not, come to Christ for Christ. Healing is good. And, you know, at our church, we have a, we have a part in our church where we, before the sermon, I, um, take prayer requests and we pray for people. And a lot of times people are, are asking for prayer for people who are sick and, and things like that. And it is rightful and, and good to pray for, for those who are sick. And God can do amazing things. And also God works through doctors and medicine and, and things like that. However, the, 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 that is not sinful to do that. The, the issue here is when people say, that Christianity is come to Christ and you're guaranteed money, wealth, and, and healing. That's just not in the Bible. So having healing is good. Having Jesus is better. If it's, if someone had to, um, if I had to choose to get someone healed or 
know that they can come to Christ and that they would be a Christian, I would choose them being a Christian. The the man in a wheelchair, the sinner in a wheelchair, and the sinner who's able body are in the same boat. They need Christ. They need forgiveness of their sins. So friends, I hope this episode finds you trusting the biblical Jesus. If you're facing a hard time, I want to encourage you, Saint, limp on. Keep nipping on for Jesus. No matter what you're facing, know that he is worthy and that he's enough and his grace is sufficient. Limp on, everybody.